0: Hello and welcome to The Brick Cave, it's the show where we talk about football and the NFL and just enjoy every moment of its fleeting existence. Um, I am your host, as usual, Unusual Greg, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me, uh, as always, is a, a guy that is just, um, you know, just one of those guys, you know, just one of those guys you're really not sure about, um, and he actually turns <laughs> out to be like... Just an actual A grade guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know why you were gonna go with that, and I'm still not 100 sure if I'm happy with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Smith, which is at DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only.
0: It's just one of those things where, like, I like to get a few digs in on you, um, but ultimately, you know, make it make it positive. So, you know. At this point, I've known you way too long for you to not to know you're not an A grade guy. So, <laughs> 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 well,
1: I I knew that eventually I would be given a grade result, but uh, mm. I didn't think it'd be that high because I did not study. Um,
0: well, now that you've admitted that, you don't go down to instantly F tier garbage. Um, oh shit! Uh, and you've you've hoodwinked me and lied to me. So, uh, <laughs> be what gone, thot.
1: been bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't forget to follow the podcast, Outbreak Cave Blitz, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, this is the preview uh, for week 13. Uh, and as promised, I just need to pull it up because I am a foolish fool...
1: Oh, are you doing the playoff picture?
0: Yes, we're going to do the playoff picture. Um, We're going to do a a little minute every... uh, probably before uh, and after the week's games. Um, So, you know, we're going to do the playoff picture now before we preview and talk about the rest of the games, and then after the games have happened. um, And go from there. Um, So, in the AFC... Uh, at the 1 seed at the moment, sitting at 9 and 3, is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, 2 seed uh, is your Kansas City Chiefs at 8 and 3. And the 3 is Jacksonville Jags at 8 and 3 as well. Also at 8 and 3 is your Miami Dolphins with the 4th seed. Uh, the first of the wild cards is the Pittsburgh Steelers at 7 and 4. Uh, the other AFC North team, uh, the Cleveland Browns, are at the 6 seed with also a record of 7 and 4. And then the last wild card is the Colts uh, at six and five. Um, then you've got. I'm not going to go through all the teams, um, but as we get through to the later stages, I'm going to go through the in the hunt teams. Um, the top three teams in the hunt at the moment are the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, and the Buffalo Bills. Um, with effectively out of contention are the Patriots. Um, and the jets really jets titans really need a good runner form to actually go through um in the nfc the eagles uh hold the first seed with a record of 10 and 1 um the first team to break that double digit barrier uh the 49ers hold the two seed with 8 and 3 uh also at 8 and 3 are the detroit lions at the three the four seed um you know, one of those positions in the NFC that's just like, I guess somebody from the South has to get there. Currently, is held by the Atlanta Falcons at five and six. Uh, the fifth seed is the Dallas Cowboys at uh, eight and three. Six is Seattle Seahawks with six and five, and the last of the NFC teams uh, is the Minnesota Vikings with a record of six and six. Uh, the next three teams are the Green Bay Packers at five and six, the LA Rams at five and six, and the Bloody New Orleans Saints also at five and six, uh, with the Carolina Panthers and Arizona Cardinals effectively out, uh, with a one and two and two and ten record, sorry, a one and ten and two and ten record effectively. Um, so that's your playoff picture as we go into Week Thirteen, and Week Thirteen, as all weeks begins on a Thursday, uh, with just one game. Uh, Just, you know, know, they're bored of the three games. There's too much excitement. And it is your Seattle Seahawks against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas, you know, after another week of beating up a small team, uh, go to Seattle to take... uh, Sorry, host Seattle, uh, who are struggling a bit in the past couple of games. Um, You know, against iffy odds with their divisional uh, rivals and then like injuries have been playing a bit of a part on their system. Um, So we just have to see how that goes. I've not seen um, Geno Smith on the injury report or anything like that. Um, Smith, is Seattle a small enough team, record-wise, to be considered this a beat-up for the Cowboys? Or is this going to be an actual competitive game that the Cowboys are going to lose?
1: Um, I don't think it'll be beat up, um, but this like heavily falls on what the Seahawks defense can do. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks defense from the start of the year could put up a fight, but there's been a few weeks recently where I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like they've sort of turned into you know how we see the Chargers defense where there's some yep. names on there, but they're just letting too many things through. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they're just being like run over. Um, <clears throat> dallas obviously like with a really good pass game recently i'm hoping that like the cornerbacks like the rookie cornerback weatherspoon and then uh, uh, tariq woolen from last year yeah in the backfield, can get in there and disrupt some plays um and i, I don't i think dallas i think one of their biggest failures this year really has been the run game mm-hmm. we expected high things from tony pollard um this season and He's not really had a great season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's literally been one or two games he's actually put out some good numbers. So um, I think it all falls on the pass game for them, and yeah, it just needs Seattle to be switched on on the day. Yeah. Um, defensively, I I do think that they're gonna lose this, just because their offense relies way too much on deep balls. Okay. And their like completion rate for that is. Sometimes, like sometimes, less than fifty percent, and that's against some teams with not great defenses. So, a team with a good defense is, is going to be worse. Okay. So unless unless they change up their scheme, um, and especially with Kenneth Walker out, uh, still or at least doubtful at the moment, mm-hmm. or questionable. Yeah, it's uh, hard to see them getting a, a true win out of this.
0: Okay, so do you see Kenneth Walker as one of those guys that if they come back, they have more of a shot? Um,
1: I feel like they have more of a shot yeah, because they actually they have Gino has something more to fall back on, and as much as Charbonnet has been putting up some um, decent runs yeah. uh, whilst he's been in the game, it's not been that same level as when they've had Kenneth Walker on the field. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the, the disruptiveness of like Micah Parsons on that D line, they either need that or. Some quick short routes by like Noah Fant, and to concentrate on that sort of stuff because <clears throat> especially with Dallas's defense, like in the backfield with Darren Bland taking over from Trayvon Diggs and then setting this new record for six uh, pick sixes in one season. Yeah, like th- th- this looks like he's going to get a seventh if they just con- try and focus on the deep ball shots again.
0: Yeah, so if you're the defensive coordinator for the Dallas, would you have him more lining up against like Walker uh, not Walker, um Lockett, or would you have him go for Metcalf?
1: I think I'd have him go for Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think Lockett's like more he is more of a safer uh throw for Geno Smith. Yeah. Um I don't know if that's because of his like he's a bit better at route running where Metcalf, don't get me wrong, great player, but I think yeah. he re- he knows how strong he is. Yeah. So he tries to like bully defenders rather than get open. Okay. So instead of getting up to open space where he can take the ball easily, sometimes I think he like allows single coverage because he thinks I can just knock this fucker out of the way and still catch the ball. Okay. But if you know if a defender's good like Bland has been showing that he's fucking good, That's he it. can just get in front and take it regardless.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that defense for the Dallas isn't exactly whole at the moment. So for him to be able to get no. as much as he's been getting is uh, is truly impressive. As okay. I say he's got more defense, He's got more touchdowns uh, than some teams. Um, so that's yeah. It's, yeah, he has got it's more impressive.
1: touchdowns than entire wide receiver rooms for certain teams. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, fantastic. Uh, we're going to move on to the first of our Sunday window games. Um, and we're going to begin with the L.A. Chargers as they go to New England to take on the Patriots. Um, this is a game that I think is a get-right game for the Chargers. You know, they've had a slump in form. Um, they've really been beating themselves at some sort of things, but the Patriots are the ultimate kind of... Look, we just, we can just take them. We can just take them. Because there's not really a lot going on defensively or offensively that would inspire a lot of, uh, you know... Uh, potential for either uh, sides of the ball and bill Belichick's status at the club um, so I do not know uh, where you know the, the the future of this team lies um, but I do know that the key matchups I'm thinking of are you know um, Keenan Allen on anyone um, they they're kind of Austin Eckler getting if he can get free and actually have an open field, uh, he can he can go through. But again, he's always been that burst player um, and touchdown player. So I'm really convinced. Um, you know, he'll probably get a touchdown or two in this. Um, but yeah, that defense. Uh, I don't know whether Bosa is back. Is it Joey Bosa? Because one of them's out injured. doesn't look like it's Joey so yeah we'll see how that uh, Joey Bosa beats up on potentially Bailey Zappi if he comes in at quarterback Um, not really sure what else to say on this game Um, smiths abandoned me and yeah I'm just you know just seeing how things go Most recent injury news for the, the Patriots Tyrone Wheatley and Demario Douglas. Uh, injured reserve is uh, Tyrone Wheatley, and Demario Douglas is questionable. Uh, neither of the names I really recognise, so I think that was a point in the segment. Good news for the Chargers though, Quinton Johnson is back. Um, he's been practicing, so we'll see how he gets on. Oh no, Joey Bosa is on injured reserve. I am not as foolish as I thought. Excellent. I like it when I'm not foolish. Oh I'm
1: back. Cool. Sorry about that.
0: Uh, Uh, I've just wrapped up Chargers and Patriots. Have you got anything to say about them?
1: Yeah, like this is a. I think both uh, head coaches are on the chopping block at the end of the season. Mm Hmm. I think this is a. This is a game for like the Chargers to prove that. Not
0: every team will be a challenge for them. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Good take. Good take. I like it. All right. In that case, we're going to move on uh, to the first of our prediction games. And we are going to be talking about the Detroit Lions as they go to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, This is, yeah, I mean, they're both in playoff position at the moment. Uh, with the Saints, you know, just losing out because of NFC kind of differences. Uh, But if uh, any of them or the Falcons can go through. Um, For Detroit, they've lost, uh, you know, they lost last week against the Packers and played pretty badly against the Bears. So we kind of need to see a little bit more spark from them this week. How do you think it's going to go, Smith? So I'm...
1: Like, I would expect the Lions to pretty much take this game away. But, yeah, these past two weeks... Yeah. I can't remember if they've been on a bye week in, in that time. Um, They've not played... Uh, I don't want to say to the same... Not not to the same standard as we've like seen for the rest of the season, but there's been something that's been missing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know if it's like... Goff under a bit more pressure, can't get the ball away as fast as he would like to or Mm -hmm. something. Um, But there has been a a little, uh, there's something lacking there uh, the past few weeks where they've been pretty much dominant against most teams. And then even when they played the Bears, that was not a dominant victory. Yeah, they got there in the end, but that honestly looked like they were going to lose it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so <clears> just that just should let you not know... be a team
1: this season that they were going to fucking lose to.
0: No, exactly, exactly. Uh, so the Lions had a bye week in week nine. They came back from their bye week and won against the Chargers by three points, surprisingly, mm. uh, in a 41-38 <laughs> game. They then only just beat the, the Bears and then lost against the Packers.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't think this, the past few weeks, even though they've got the wins, have been the most amazing performances by them, no. but I would expect them to, especially against the Saints team, be, be quite dominant again. Um, yeah. I think the, the Saints defense is okay, but the, yeah. the offense, uh, they've got some issues there, especially like, it, it seems that they've got some issues at QB, obviously with Derek Carr. It doesn't seem like they can get enough output out of him, which is yeah. why they seem... I I can't remember if he got injured last game or something, but they've had quite a few rotations with you know putting Taysom Hill in there, which I know they've done before anyway. Yeah. But also putting Jameis Winston in. Um. So it's not the best look offensively. Yeah. And it does seem like you know you've got only got two guys to rely on really, Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I say Michael yeah. Thomas is back on the injured reserve list. Mm-hmm. Um. Rashid Shahid is questionable, Alava is questionable, and Blake Groupie uh is is questionable as well. Um so New Orleans facing a few injuries to have to combat against.
1: Yeah. And the, the thing is like with R- R- Rashid Shaheed especially, he's a deep ball threat. Mm-hmm. Um if this, you know, Lions defence is on point, like all fresh and how they you would expect them to be. They're gonna put on way too too much pressure that to, to not allow that time to have a deep ball threat even in play. Um, so it is going to have to be shorter routes uh, like screen passes or you know a bit you know, small slant plays. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I do think this is going to be a Detroit Lions win. I, th- I think it's hard to think that the the Saints could get a win out of this.
0: That is that's fair. Um, I think I, I I'm agreeing with you. I think there is. I mean, there is a way where they they lose this game purely because you know they're 100%. on a bad run of form and all this kind of stuff. But I just don't think it's likely. Um, as you say, with the rotation of Derek Carr, if he's not producing, James Winston coming in. And Taysom Hill, I'm just not 100 percent convinced by the Saints team, um, mm. and I do, I, I do question whether this is going to be, you know, the end of Derek Carr's career because he really needed to go to this Saints team and reignite that, um, get back to the 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 exciting player he used to be. Uh, mm. So I'm agreeing with you. I think it's uh, a Lions win. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the most exciting thing at, about this matchup for me is. Just like how um, Jamal Williams was at the Lions when he went to the Packers, and he was like friendly with them and everything, but still yeah. played his hardest. I'm quite excited to see him play for the Saints against the Lions.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: because uh, he's finally back on the field.
0: Yes, yeah, he had a decent showing last week, if I remember mm. rightly. Uh, yeah, nothing to you know to rave about, but definitely yeah. better than I, I think.
1: Can. Unfortunately, because they've had Alvin Kamara for so long. Yeah. They're not, like, schemed up for a proper down-the-middle running back. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. more of a like, Austin Eckler-style
0: uh, charges offence
1: mm. for a running back thing, innit? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. All right. Good times, good times. All right, we're going to move up to our next of the Sunday matchups, and that is going to be the Atlanta Falcons against the New York Jets. Um, both of these teams kind of middling to average seasons. Yeah. Um, we're not really hundred percent sure on what the Jets are going to be by the end of the season because there's rumours that Aaron Rodgers is gearing up to come back in the last couple of weeks, but I'm really not sure at all. Yeah, um, he's
1: he's been activated on his twenty-one day recovery period or something like that. There we go. Um. So, and I think it said that he's expected to. He's hoping to be back. I think week sixteen, which is will we'll be against the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um. So if anybody has any you know jets wide receivers keep them on your fantasy teams just in case
0: <laughs> get Alan Lazard get Randall Cobb they're coming back yeah uh, the Packers boys are getting back together um <laughs> yeah it's one of those ones where I'm not convinced by either team in the, no. the in this kind of matchup. You know, the Falcons don't know how to use their core players. The Jets don't know how to actually have good quarterback play and their defense is just not good at the moment. Um, you know, just letting up too much points, in my opinion. Um, but again, I'm just really not convinced by either team. Um, it's, it's
1: a hard thing to look at because obviously Atlanta are not being a, a passing team mm-hmm. or at least not a good passing team. Um New York, I think, have good guys in the backfield, so if there were to be passes coming through, they can either pick them or um, shut them down quite easily. Run game, I mean, the Lanser have just started kind of using Bijan properly, like, last week, obviously. Yeah, yeah. A receiving and rushing touchdown. Obviously, receiving was a screen pass type thing, so it's technically a full run. It was just uh, that design of play. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that like if they use Bijan again like that, yeah, they can get a few more yards than they would be doing if they just try to have Ridda sit in the pocket and throw it out to people. Again,
0: um, yeah, absolutely. Is is it Ridda center, or have they they moved away from him as again? As far as I'm aware, Heineke is still injured. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know whether they would maybe going to like their second string or something like that. Yeah,
1: I, I actually don't know who else is there a quarterback because yeah uh, even the rookie that they drafted a few years ago who was like a backup i think he started uh training to be a tight end instead oh interesting um who've they got they've got somebody called Logan Woodside there we go he's third string and it, do- it there's no questionable or anything by heinecke so maybe he is back yeah, uh, yeah. but desmond right. red is still down as first on that depth chart okay
0: so if they start using Bijon more correctly and they actually use their Players correctly, I think I agree with you with like Falcons taking it, but again I think there's 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 it's going to be a tough victory for whoever wins this either way. Yeah, and I mean
1: Falcons defense, like especially D line, isn't the best at putting pressure on. Mm -hmm. But this Jets O line is the worst O line in the NFL, so maybe this will be the week where they can actually put some decent pressure on whoever ends up being at quarterback.
0: Potentially, you're right. You're right. This, this, you, you actually nailed that. You actually nailed that. All right. Um, next, we're going to move on to the Arizona Cardinals as they go to Pittsburgh uh, to take on the Steelers. And I think, you know, e- even given you know Kyler Murray coming back and a bit of a more of a resurgence of hope in this team, I think that gets snuffed out here with uh, the Steelers. That defense is just. It's just chef's kiss most of the time. They come out and they just play hard, and I think they're going to put the team under a lot of pressure. I think this will be a low-scoring affair because that Steelers' uh, offense just can't seem to scheme enough up yeah. to actually put points on the board on a consistent basis. But I do reckon this will be potentially like a 17-10 to 10 win or something along that lines for the Steelers' Um Give me your yeah, take.
1: That's that's been their very like that's been their like thing this entire season. Like there's been a touchdown or well, there's been like one single type of score in the score line pretty much all season. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'm hoping that they show us what they could like they showed last week where I mean, I think that was the first time on offense they'd put up four hundred yards yeah. in fifty eight games.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it'd been that fucking long. Wow. Uh, it's not wow. ridiculous like that. So I'm hoping that the... Because I'm, I don't see Arizona being that pressure team defensively. Uh, I think the backfield is is quite decent at, you know, shutting down the, a lot of the plays, um, or at least, you know, shutting down a, a offensive receiver straight away where they catch the ball. Um, but one of the big things that Steelers have been progressing with this season is, you know... Uh, Warren in the run game yeah uh N- nashi Harris actually had a decent output last week as well like there's quite a few runs where he, even when he took the tackle he carried on um you know pushing those legs yeah uh, getting a couple extra yards through it as well um so I, I would th- like you said to steal this defense as scrambly as Kyla Murray is I think there's too many good defensive players there for him to escape on
0: his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get I I have this this picture in my head of like all of the Steelers' D-line just being a pocket for him and him having to throw out of that under so much pressure every single time that I do believe yeah there'll be uh there'll be nowhere really to go for him that'll be safe.
1: Yeah. My only I think the only way I can really see that the Cardinals getting this win is if uh, Pittsburgh do have some injuries on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's literally it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because even in my mind, all I'm thinking is like, or oh, th- there could be a few plays where, do you remember, you know, the, the Kyler Murray, uh, was it an overtime win against the Raiders where he was like, running about for a full 28 seconds before getting the pass off to the end zone. Yeah, that's that. That's I can, a
0: familiar image in my mind, yeah. I can
1: I can picture that against the Steelers' defence because like, I imagine TJ Watt, like Alex Highsmith, like will not let him push any further forward scrambling. Yeah. So he's just running side to side. Yeah. But then when he gets the ball off, there's too many good players in that backfield. They're not going to let a completion through.
0: No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay then, okay then. We're gonna move on to our next prediction game of the week, and that is going to be the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Um this is a game of kind of middling favours. Um Tennessee again on that at that cusp of being eliminated. Uh they've got a better record than some of the teams in the in their division. But again, it's one of those where like just not sure what this team is going to look like. Will Levis comes in and he kind of lights it up, but it's been fading very much so. And then Garden Minshew has kind of been keeping this team honest, um, getting it prepped, ready for some sort of magic at the end of the season. Uh, potentially, but again, I'm not convinced. Um, how do you see this one going?
1: So, like, my, my first thing to think would be this seems like it's going to be a Colts win. I think the defence is... Uh, good enough to, you know, cov- cover DeAndre Hopkins. They're pretty much the only wide receiver to get some decent yep. plays, um, and you know, I think shut down uh, Derrick Henry to minimal yardage. My only issue really is, I think we've said a few times that the Tennessee defense is quite good at putting pressure on against the run and the pass. Yeah, um, they're just quite quick and strong in that regards. And I get Minshew can do some things, but one of the things that they are missing is one of their core offensive players now, which is Jonathan Taylor. Um, So they will have to go back to uh, is it Zach Zach Moss? Yes. Um, Who don't get me wrong, great running back, but I feel like they were doing a lot better in the run game when they were able to switch the two out and keep them both fresh. Yeah. Um, And again, you know. Colts, it, it, these are the two teams who don't seem to have uh, amazing, you know, pass, uh, sorry, receivers. Mm-hmm. Like, I can pretty much name one from each side, you know, DeAndre Hopkins on the Titans and then uh, Michael Pittman Jr. on the Colts. Yeah. There's not really anybody else that I can think of who is a standout uh, or even, you know, like a reliable constant catcher.
0: Yeah, I mean... The only name quite... that screams out to me is like Jawan Winfrey, but he was let go from the Packers for not being that I- enough. Uh, Mo Ali Cox has been a consistent kind of thorn in some people's side, but again, he's not been amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not convinced either. You're right.
1: Yeah, I think both both these teams are both known for running backs, mm. and I think both of these teams have had you know decent backup running backs. Yeah, but it's not enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor out. Uh, I think he's he's supposed to be out for the next few weeks. He's got to do, have some thumb surgery or something. Um, and then yeah, we I think we've discussed it a few times that Derrick Henry's season has seemed to decline, and it, I mean, it looks like he's possibly getting to the end of his career.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so you're looking in a Colts win. Yeah, um, I mean, Colts. <coughs> I don't want to pick the Colts um, because obviously at this point in the predictions we've both gone Lions, we then both go Colts the trouble is this feels like a pretty slam dunk week for predictions um, <laughs> this is the only game I would, I would actually go with the other side because um, I pretty much in the third game I think I know which team you're going to pick so yeah, I am going to go the Titans um, I'm going to throw away Uh, a potential perfect week here (laughs) Um, you know again I've got no I've got I'm not convinced by the Titans winning this but they've got to win some games sometimes Um, and with Jonathan Taylor out I think this is the the opportunity for the the Titans to take one up on the Colts do I think that it's going to be an amazing result absolutely fucking not um, we we'll just have to see.
1: No, I feel like this may be like a repeat of a uh, Colts versus Patriots scoreline when they went to Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's honestly hard to talk about because I'm. It's it's probably the game I'm least excited for
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All uh, And with that, we're going to move on to our next game then, which is going to be the Miami Dolphins as they go to Washington to take on the Commanders. Um, Miami just, you know, that offensive firestorm. And Washington, a middling kind of season. You wouldn't, weren't expecting brilliant things from this team as they kind of went with it in a new direction. Um, and I'm just... I don't know whether they're building up to something, but it feels like they're not. Um, in my head, this is a clear slam dunk win for the the Miami Dolphins. They've just clearly got the more offensive capability, and their defense isn't half bad. Um, but the Washington Munga Commanders have upset teams in the past. Um, do you think this is going to be one of those games where they upset the, the Miami, or is this just yeah slam dunk uh, victory?
1: Unfortunately, I don't. Um, like as as um as well as, like, the Commanders seem to have put, like, numbers up stats-wise, like, there is no way at the start of this season, especially, like, that win over Denver, that you would have thought uh, Tua would not be the, you know, highest in passing yards. Yeah. And it ends up being Sam Howell of the Commanders' highest passing yards of the season. You would never have, like, put a bet on that at all um, for this point. And, yeah... Defence in half bad. I, I know the Dolphins like had did have a major injury in Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Um recently, so that that's gotta be a bit of a I don't know the word really. It's got It's,
0: it's a bit of a shitter.
1: <laughs> yes. Bit of a bit of an upset for them. Um but I I don't think that's enough to be like, Oh well this whole defence has you know, gone yeah, gone yeah. to the the bin now. Um I think the the Commanders will probably do better in the run game than the passing game for this one. But like you said, I, th- I think it is a slam dunk for Miami. This, I mean, Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill, even when he has a bad game, yeah. his like, receiving yards for the game is still close to 100 yards. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I yeah. think his worst receiving yard total so far has been 80-plus yards. That's, honestly,
0: that's dreadful.
1: And then, obviously, I know they've got completely healthy, but obviously him, Jalen Waddell, also a great player in the receiving game. And then they've got Mostert, who I'm not going to lie, I didn't expect to be good this season. I didn't, like, last season, I didn't think he was a great running back. I had a really good season this season. And then uh, Devon a- 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 Kane, Uh I know he's currently down as questionable. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that they're being a bit safer with him, like, snap count-wise, mm-hmm. uh, with him being on IR during this season, so... If he is, you know, I think he'll get some decent runs in, but I doubt he'll see as much of the field as most at will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. Um, okay, we're going to move I gonna on. Agree with you. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's because I made such a good convincing argument. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to move on to the last of our early window games as the Denver Broncos go to the Houston Texans. Um, this is going to be an interesting game. Obviously, we've seen CJ Stroud and the Texans look pretty damn good, um, but Denver aren't dead yet. They, you know, they just keep sticking in there um, and and honestly win games that I wouldn't have expected them to win. Um so could this be a little bit of a rise of Denver for the first time since that massive deal with uh with 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 Russell Wilson. Um I mean them
1: and the league leaders at the moment. They're the only teams with a 5 week win streak at the moment.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: That would this if you were to say another team other than the Eagles has 5 wins in a row at this point in time. Yeah, guess which other team it was. You would not guess the Denver no. Broncos.
0: No, I'm I more than likely would have gone like the Ravens or the Dolphins or something like that.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, they've been an absolute su- surprise this season. Yeah. Uh, I, can could you put it down to the coaching? Because I know they didn't start off great, but they've obviously definitely improved throughout the season. Uh, I think the biggest thing that changed was the defence. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they seem to be schemed up a lot better, or at least a lot better at recognising plays than they were at the start of the season.
0: Uh, yeah. Do we think, I say, like, the Sean Payton coaching at the start of the year was heavily, heavily criticised. Do we reckon that is just how it's gone down? Like, he's just, you know, made some terrible decisions at the start. But they've ironed out everything they needed to iron out, and they've just got to look, trust the process. Trust the process.
1: Yeah, I think if if it is him that's like turned them around, the main reason that there was a big like uproar against him at the start of the season is because of how vocal he was about the coaching yes. last year, yeah. and then it was still shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think
1: that made that situation worse for him. Definitely. Um. But yeah, surprised. Honestly, surprising team. I think the the way that the offense has been playing. Uh, I, Said before i think jerry judy is like down as this wide receiver one but he seems to be more of a uh, like misdirecting wide receiver whilst where wilson connects to Cortland sutton a lot more yeah um, the run game has actually been you know decent so he's obviously got a break and something to fall back on um and there's been a few uh i will not say trick plays but you know like dev- designed qb runs that because of how they've played this season, I don't think defenses expect that to happen. Yeah, yeah. So it throws them off, and they get like a, a first down and more out of it um, most of the time. So I, I think <clears throat> in on day, the way that they started off the season, like so shit, it's kind of benefited them.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, for this game, we've got Tank Dell down as questionable, uh, but they're optimistic he'll line up on Sunday. Um, How big of an impact do we think that's going to be if he doesn't line up?
1: Uh, I don't think it'd be too big of an impact Mm -hmm. because, like we've seen before, because Tankdale has had some games where he's been out and CJ Stroud has still been able to work with who else he has on the field, like Donald Schultz's tight end. Yeah, Uh, Is it Noah Brown? Uh, Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Oh, Noah Brown might be injured as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like obviously, when Tank Dell was healthy, we we saw either those guys step step up, or CJ Stroud, you know, helps them step up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. fill yeah. fill that gap. Um, I think they might be like with Tank Dell out and Noah Brown out, they mm-hmm. might rely a bit more on the run game in yeah, single yeah. Terry and Pierce. But uh, single been, Terry's been doing great as a mm. you know filling in that gap while Pierce has been injured. Yeah. I think Pierce still needs a few weeks on like snap counts to get fully yeah. back. Yeah. Um but yeah I, I think they've they've got a good thing going so far. Uh the the main thing that they sort of need or uh need to go well at the very least is their defence this this match. Yeah. Um, I know they've got some good guys in the backfield and good guys on the line but it, it's just one of them. Like we said Denver started out shit. So as they've progressed through the season, yeah, you, you can't always scheme up against them because they seem to be constantly changing and upgrading. Yeah. Um, so it, it's I think on on the day it's all about that defense being smart and recognizing uh, as many players
0: as they can. That's completely fair. Completely fair. Um. Okay. Push you for a winner of this game. <sighs> I'm really
1: hoping it's Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it, Houston. Of especially you know, good technically home field advantage as well. And if any if they are going to come close to losing, if it's gonna be a tight game, I think it's gonna be those tight games that they played before, like against the Bengals, where they've put yeah. up that you know final drive and came out with a win.
0: That's fair. I like that. I like that a lot. All then. Uh, in that case, we are going to move on to our final game uh, for predictions and the first game of the late window. Uh, it's going to be the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and I guess this is one of those weeks where like, we just had to pick teams um, yeah. because there is no way this is a competitive enough game to actually be picked as a, as a highlight for this week. Um, I at mean,
1: the start of the season, we would we didn't think that this team would be that competitive with Baker Mayfield, yeah at QB. I don't think either of us would say that we expected this to happen.
0: No, um, I didn't expect. I uh, say I didn't expect the Bucks. Uh, again, we, we're saying the Bucks are good sort of thing. They're still a four and seven team at the moment, and uh, I didn't expect the Panthers to be this bad. I expected them to be a two three win team. Uh, at this stage of the season. But, yeah, um, the trouble is you've got just ingrained talent at the Buccaneers team. I think that if they just cooperate a bit better, they could potentially have, you know, dominated the thing. Um, and I say very early on, I switched my opinion and had them actually winning the South. Um, oh, yeah. Just, I, yeah, I thought
1: that was going to happen as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to have to see how these two games go into the the last stretch Sort of thing. I think too much needs to happen for Carolina to actually become a competitive team. Um, but yeah, we will just have to see how it goes. Obviously, this will have huge uh, playoff implications um, because of the they're both being in the NFC South. But yeah, I think we can pretty safely say that the Buccaneers are going to win. Um, I don't think there's um, you know enough injuries. Uh, potential for for the Buccaneers to actually be, you know, questionable to win this game, even with you know a good amount of their uh, defensive line guys uh, yeah. questionable for the week.
1: Yeah, I think after you know the Panthers' first win, if they would have like put even like it would, with them losing after that, I think if they would have put up more of a fight and the games would have been closer. We might like see this a bit differently because you know Tampa Bay aren't, you know aren't the greatest team. They need things to like work out and connect properly, and still seem to be building on that. Yeah, I would think that like if Carolina had put up a fight in previous games, um, and like obviously especially when when they played the Cowboys, if they put up a decent fight, then we would be speaking about you know there is a possibility they could win this, but yeah, because of how things have gone, um. Yeah, I think it's hard. <laughs> There's no way to really pick the Carolina Panthers for this one. Neither um, really isn't. That being said, I'm going to pick them. I think one I've got enough of a scoreline gap to be just, you know, just in case. What? And let's let's see if this uh this Carolina curse comes back and haunts you.
0: The Carolina curse is, curse is broken. We don't need to talk about it I know it's broken,
1: it but I want, I want to see it happen again.
0: Wow! This is the most banter of the most banter plays. I'm you shocked. Feel,
1: you've already said that you feel like you're giving up a perfect week. I think I've. I think I think. Both there sit. It looks like we've both got two easy wins out of it. Let's just see what can happen, you know?
0: Wow. Okay. I can't wait for this to bite you in the ass. (laughs) I can't wait for the Titans to roll out this week and fucking give me a perfect week. Eat into that lead you've got. Alright then, uh, we're going to move on to the later of our late window games uh, and that's going to be the Cleveland Browns as they go to LA to take on the Rams. Um, Rams defensively haven't been awesome, Rams offensively haven't been fantastic or what we would have expected from uh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, two two Tutu Atwell, the list goes on. Um, is this Browns defense going to be enough to shut them down once again? Um, or do we think that the exciting, um, you know, Rams offense that we saw at the start of the season is going to come back?
1: Um, I would think that you know the Browns defense have enough to shut shut things down. But after the last game they played, I didn't think the defense played all that great for what they are. Okay. Um. So I'm. I'm if that O line can hold up. <clears throat> And give Stafford like maybe one or two extra seconds. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, that the the Rams have a good chance of winning this. Okay. And I mean, even their run game has been better with like Kyron Williams and uh, Royce Royce Freeman backing him up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't think the run game will be as, you know, as good as it could be because of the Cleveland D line, but. That's also been proved that you know the run game can work when Pittsburgh, who don't have a great offense, played Cleveland. The run game was what the one thing that kept them in it. So a good run game from the Rams can help them in it, and if they can get have a few extra seconds, like you said, Cup, Nakua, Atwell, um, even Tyler, is Tyler or Tyson Higby? Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. He's been. I think from the start of the season, I'd mentioned him for for the first few games. He was a really reliable receiver, yeah, especially in the short routes. So I I honestly think that the Rams have the possibility of winning this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, there's more than a possibility of it. Um, you know, with Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, being the guy under center, and he he's questionable uh, due to concussion. Um, but I just think like. As, as I completely agree with you. I think the defense really got rolled over by the, the Broncos last week, um, and I'm just not convinced that they're one of those teams anymore um, that without a complementary offense uh, can do as much as they need to. So if I was the Browns, I would be hoping that I could have like a, just a simple good offense just to give my defense enough time to recover um, and actually yeah. get back in the game.
1: Yeah, the, their lack of run game has really hindered them this season.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That early um, Chubb going on to injured reserve uh, really... Was it Chubb that went on injured reserve yeah. early? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they, they
1: released Kareem Hunt. Yeah, uh, oh yes, and then Chubb him back up.
0: Uh, went
1: on IR, so they brought Kareem Hunt back in. Yeah. And Yeah. Like, there's been a few games where like Hunt and Jerome Ford have put up some decent numbers. So, yeah. You know, doing that interchange, like... Hunt and Chubb used to do, but it's uh, been, yes, yeah, severely lacking since uh, the Lost Chubb.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All right. Name of your sex, Dave.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's been severely lacking since you lost Chubb. <laughs> I mean, you could just drop the Chubb part. My sex life is severely lacking. <laughs> we're going to move on from my disappointing sex life onto our (laughs) final game of the Sunday windows. Um, yes, it's the 49ers as they travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles 49ers with that kind of resurgent season coming back, like, uh, from, you know, three losses. They're coming back from a disappointing sort of spell, um and just getting back to good old-fashioned 49ers football which is dominate on both fronts of the fall of the ball even um whereas philadelphia are just a powerhouse team at the moment uh i don't know that there's a lot that can be done to stop them um is that 49ers defense going to be the one to stop the tush push
1: um possibly possibly uh yeah, I mean, like with who they've got on the line and linebacker wise, like, that's that's that is a complete possibility. Um, I see this as a bigger revenge game than the Eagles versus Chiefs mm. because of the Eagles knocking them out last year, and there was so much like <clears throat> talk of, oh well, you know, if we if Purdy didn't go out, we would have won that game and all. Like, yeah, there was so much of like, oh, if this would happen, this would happen, this wouldn't happen, all that. T- so this this is their week to prove that like, you know. When we're on top form, we can roll over even the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, But like you said, Eagles have been doing great uh, so far. I think they had an injury last game defensively. Mm -hmm. Might, you know, hinder them a little bit, but they have such a good, especially like line and linebacker room um, with second string guys and everything. They're, they're, They're powerful. Um, this I think this is going to rely on the backfield for the Eagles, which I, I think can be hit and miss some weeks. And considering how the 49ers play when they're switched on, if you're not if you're not like even fifty percent at that level, yeah, they're, they're getting TDs down on, on you all day. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the the push will stay undefeated on the day and even if like they do manage to stop one, all they're gonna do is do like that that same thing where they started as a push tush push, faked it, handed it off to Swift who just ran out the outside.
0: That was a good variant. That was a good variant. I like yeah. that. Um that's fair. Um It's hard to yeah. pick these between these two teams. Um so I'm glad this isn't a prediction game.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's it's difficult as well because like we've seen that even when AJ Brown was shut down in one of the games to like 8 yards the Eagles were still able to come out on top so even like with their top receiver not able to get connections they were still able to you know find a way to win like you said like a lot of games they've just made sure that they're in control yeah um and even if they're not like winning by three scores they're able to come out with the win. Okay. But um, yeah, the 49ers are just like, they're, they're built different this season.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. I like but, it. Oh, come like on. Oh, best game of the week. This is going to be best game of the week.
0: This is, you're calling it now. You're calling yeah, it that's now. It's got
1: to be the best game of the week. Okay. And, uh, okay. It's one of them, even if, even if it is minimal scoring because of how good
0: the defense is is it's
1: still going to be the best game of the week.
0: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so that's the Sunday windows close. That's the main events on Sunday. We move on to the primetime games. Uh, the first of which is the Sunday night game, which is Kansas City Chiefs at Green Bay Packers. Um, obviously, Chiefs are struggling a bit with their wide receivers. The drops uh, have been prevalent and lost them a game. Um, and there's, there's a few little bits of discussions about, you know, false kings and all that kind of stuff. See how that goes. Um, Green Bay Packers, on uh, a little bit of resurgence at the moment. Uh, you know, they had that kind of questionable run in form. Uh, they then beat the Chargers, beat the Lions, this sort of thing. Um, and then there's this stat that uh, I'm struggling to find at the moment, but it was going around Packers Twitter at the moment. Is the
1: one comparing... Love and Roger's first 12 games?
0: No, no. It was the fact that Matt LaFleur, in December games, is 15-0. Oh. And over the past... um, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I was like... um, Oh, here it is, yeah. Under Matt LaFleur... The Packers in December are fifteen and zero, um, and I think that's like a, a pretty amazing stat to think about. But also in December and January at Lambeau, the Packers are fifty five and ten. Jesus. Uh, so the winter really affects these teams, and obviously you think about K- uh, Kansas City; they're a bit of a warmer climate team could yeah. go our way. Again, if you'd have told me at the start of the season that this looked like a winnable game for the Packers, I'd have called you an idiot. <laughs> yeah, get your take on things. What do you think's going to happen? I mean,
1: the, I, I do definitely think that the weather effect affects things, especially like teams like that from hot states going to somewhere that is, I, th- I would think, primarily cold for more than 50% of the year. Yeah. Because um, like, for example, biggest connection Travis Kelsey. but I'm still under the impression that he hasn't got much time left because of like just like other Titans like Gronk taking too many shots to the knees and stuff. Yeah, that and yeah. ankles that and I'm pretty sure like Travis has already said on like his podcast and stuff like that he's he's had already had major knee surgeries in the past. Yeah, so when you're in a cold place like this, yeah, that does not help like in in your physical. Uh, health wise so there's things like that to think about obviously kansas city or like do seem to find a way to get the ball out and and get wins even when it seems like it's an impossible situation for them and they're having a bad like week but um like you said green green bay have been you know holding their own this uh these past few games um I think with have you got Dontavian Don Wicks? is back. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got a notification the other day saying that he's he he'd maybe gone to questionable instead of being out or something. Um, uh, but like, I think we've we've said before this this young like rookie of QBs receivers. Yeah, um, it, it's it's starting to pay off, and it might not be the most glorious season this season. But in the next few seasons, this oh, is yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, Dontavian Wicks is not looking to be on their injuries list. Um. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My only um, my only real issue with that is obviously saying that. Yeah. You know, this is, Green Bay are technically a younger team now on yeah. the, on offense. Is the experience factor, especially with like kansas city's defenders like yeah uh, we discussed sneed in the i think it was the Eagles game and we kept getting flags because he'd been told to play more aggressively um he might not pick up flags but he could definitely play aggressively and get in front of the ball and stop plays getting through a lot more um so there's, there's things like that that um could hinder Green Bay just because their their players themselves don't have the the as much experience and veterancy on offense yeah. to the Chiefs do. But like you said, Lafleur, great coach. I'm sure if anybody can find a way to win this, it would be him.
0: Um, anything else you want to say about this? Um, not really. I mean, as I say like, I'm quietly optimistic. Um, I think there's there's definite factors that can to, can play into a Packers win, and as I say, we talked about it at the start of the podcast. The Packers are the next up to go into the into the playoff sort of thing. So mm-hmm. really, they've got to do is is just not lose too many games. Um, and I was talking to a couple of people at work today, and I said, look, if the even if the Packers lose against. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, you look at their last few games, Panthers, Bucks, Vikings, Bears, all of those are completely winnable games. Giants. The Giants is... Yeah, absolutely. I missed the Giants. I knew I was missing one easy team. So those those games are completely winnable game, games. Yeah. I'd say and, I, the
1: next six games, yeah. uh, I feel minimum... you It's... Uh, 4 4
0: to 2 yeah yeah if at 4 to 2 we're 9 and 8 that might be good enough to mm. uh, to 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 get a playoff spot i think i think we can go minimum of 10 and 7 and that's definitely a playoff spot if if we don't get if we get 10 and 7 and don't get a playoff spot a lot of other results have gone a lot of other teams ways mm. um so, yeah, I'd be quite surprised by that. But again, you, if you look at the pure t- statistics of it all, 15-0 and under Matt LeFleur in December, not a, a really strong schedule going into the last few games sort of thing. <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Um, and, maybe and, that's just fair, my Packers optimism, like, bleeding through
1: two of those six games are division games obviously yeah. if you can win them yeah you'll be four and two in the in divisional games
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: That's absolutely definitely like even if like you end up with a similar record to like the vikings that are
0: instantly puts you ahead of them well because we're, we're we've lost a game against the vikings mm-hmm. um so but the Vikings have now, you know, got a worse divisional record. So obviously, if we have, you know, a a similar record, yeah, all right, fair enough. There's 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 a case sort of thing, and I say I think yeah, I, I'm I'm quietly optimistic. I'm quite obviously, do I think it's possible to win four games in December um, under Matt Lafleur? It's definitely possible. Yeah. Weirder things have happened, but I, I think this kind of all indicates that a loss in December is more likely for Matt LaFleur than a win. So I'm just trying to temper my expectations, but as a true NFL fan, you've just got to be optimistic about your team. You've got to back your team all the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way I'm looking at it, I am mainly looking at the divisional things. Obviously, the Vikings have not played a a single game against the Lions yet. Yeah. So there's two divisional losses that they're going to get. And even one of the losses that they already took divisionally like, was against the the Bears, who did yeah. not score a touchdown, and yeah. still won. Yeah. So if you can beat them, that, like that's easily second place, regardless of like how your um, record stands, like towards them.
0: I absolutely agree with you. Um, but the trouble is the Vikings dip in form has been astronomical. Let's not forget that they're gonna get some players back soon. Um, yeah, true. And
1: Jefferson's coming back.
0: Let's also not forget, the Vikings' first loss with Josh Dobbs on the team was against the Packers. So I'm not ready to write the Vikings off yet. Um, oh, do first
1: win on the team?
0: Yeah, first win on the team, because he came over from the Cardinals, and yeah. then that game, uh, Cousins went out.
1: No, it's just because you said first loss and then, did I say first loss? Yeah. Oh, so I, sorry, I... I, I was
0: talking from a Packers perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the only, only thing, obviously, I'll, I'll quickly rattle off because I've just found I found a thing of uh, first twelve NFL starts and it's comparing but love Rogers and Favre. Yep. Um. So, record-wise, both Love and Rogers by first 12 NFL starts, both 5 and 7. Favre yep. was 8 and 4, so he did a bit better when he started, but that's it. Rating-wise, 85.9 for Love, 91.2 for Rogers, 89.5 for Favre. Uh, interceptions, uh, 11 for Love, 10 for Rogers, 9 for Favre. Passing TDs, 20 for Love, 20 for Rogers, 16 for Favre. And then passing yards, Um, three thousand and thirty-three for Love, three thousand and eighty-five for Rogers, and two thousand eight hundred and thirty-three for Favre. So, he's already looking like the type of quarterback that you've had for many years, and have been, you know, a, a
0: contender most seasons whilst having a quarterback like that. And this is the thing: if we look at the stats of the situation again, purely based on stats. I believe, if, if I'm correct, I can't remember if I am or not, I'm going to look this up later. Each one of those guys you've just talked about, Favre and Rodgers, two years after they started, went to the Super Bowl and won it. So I'm not saying they're going to be a contender this year. I'm not even going to say they're going to be a contender next year. But 2025 season, watch out. And with that, we're going to move on to our final game of the week. It's the Monday night game uh, as the Cincinnati Bengals go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this is a very banged up C- Cincinnati team, um, and they have really not been uh, as, as active as you'd you know as you'd want a team that's just lost a couple of players to kind of bolster. The, the next one up sort of thing. Um, and they're playing a Jags team that is on a roll at the moment. Um, the Jags are looking like the Jags we expected them to be um, as they're coming through and you know, just winning games, putting things to bed. Um, so I think this is a very unfortunate matchup for the Bengals as they come into this um, and where they would have expected their season to be. Uh, Smith, tell me what you think.
1: Um... Yeah, I'm. I'm think. I'm. Look, you know, this is just looking like a Jacksonville win, uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Just due to injury issues with the Bengals, um, because <clears throat> as we saw last week, when the Bengals defense want to, they can put pressure on. And if you're putting pressure on, as much as Jamar Chase can be open, if that ball can't make it to you, it doesn't matter if you're open.
0: Yeah, completely, completely. Um, it's it's really. Two, three weeks ago, this would have been a massive matchup. Um, You know, people would have been talking about this as one of the games of the week sort of thing as these two teams kind of, you know, Bengals were starting their rise um, in a very tough division and Jags were, you know, looking like they started off their season a bit shaky um, and then just got stronger and stronger. Um, So this could have been like a really make or break game for the season. Um, But I say due to that Joe Burrow injury, I do think, you know, this this does look like an easy Jags win. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's hard to dispute. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. like we we said last season, the and the season before the Bengals when they had injuries, they had guys that were able to step on up and fill those roles and still be yeah. a great team. They've not done that this season. Um, no, they've had injuries. It, you you can tell they've got fucking injuries.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All yeah. right.
1: But yeah, I I don't know how this can... Especially with Jacksonville being at home, I don't know how you can uh, think that the Bengals are going to win this, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right, fantastic. Um, And that's our week in games. Obviously, the team's on by this week. Uh, The uh, Baltimore Ravens... I forgot what team Baltimore was at the moment... Um, the Buffalo Bills, the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, Minnesota Vikings, and New York Giants. Those are all the teams on bye. Uh, we sometimes forget to talk about them. Um, out of those, just quickly on those two teams, who do you think needs the bye week more? Ooh, um, I think Buffalo. I was then looking at Buffalo. They have had yeah, a very big dip in form uh, from yeah. what we'd have expect and they yeah, they need to kind of build themselves back up. I think the Ravens are coming in quite strong. Bears no idea what their season's going to be like. Vikings had an idea of what their season's going to be like. Then Josh Dobbs comes in, and they're like okay, not much has changed and then there's that recent dip in form. Vegas are all over the place, and Giants are all right off. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think Buffalo is the, is the shout there. But shelter. Buffalo
1: like need this week to like look at who they've got ahead of them and really like dig down in into like the plays and uh, watching tape and everything, so they can you know be on on form, at <coughs> recognizing things on the field in the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Baltimore, yeah, okay, I think the the main reason they need this bye week is they've had a few knocks. Um, there's, I know there's been a few players that have gone out like obviously uh, I forgot his fucking name the running back who went out right at the start of the season I know he's not coming back mm. but Mark Andrews obviously went out a couple of games ago his was an ankle injury, I think he's hoping he, he like apparently had a look at his ankle and it came back better than expected so I think he's hoping to be back right at the end of the season and Yeah. more than likely playoffs Um. So, and then, like, you know, a few wide receivers like OBJ has took a few knocks. Not been completely out, but took a few knocks. So I think this rest will do this team some good. Um, yeah. But that's all they need it for, really. They've been powerful on both sides of the ball.
0: There we go. All right. um
1: Just, I, I've looked it up for you. Okay. The Rogers far thing. uh you were right in that they both won the Super Bowl a certain amount of years after starting with the Packers. It was
0: three, wasn't it?
1: No, it wasn't three. It was five years. Really? Yeah. So, five apparently started at the Falcons. Uh, And then the year after in... I
0: I said as a starter... As no, a no, start yeah, no when no. they I'm, came in yeah, as a start I'm, I'm, counting,
1: team. I'm counting it as as the Packers. I was just saying that as well. So he I, I saw that he started but in ninety two he started at the Packers. Yeah. And then he won the Super Bowl in ninety seven. Oh, okay. And uh I think Rogers was starting in two thousand and five and won in twenty ten. But he didn't.
0: He didn't start as he wasn't the the Packers starter until uh, two thousand and eight. So, I will admit I got the Brett Favre one wrong because I thought he was like ninety four or ninety five.
1: Um, All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it started in twenty eight, and yeah, it was it was the twenty ten season. So it, it did only take him. Yeah. Two seasons, really. Uh. All three seasons. There you go. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Yeah, because yeah, he says twenty ten season, so he would have won the Super Bowl technically in twenty eleven.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll be wrong. I'm happily wrong. No, I,
1: like I, I thought. You, I thought it was quite good that you'd remember that the, you know, they had a <laughs> an equal amount of years out of the past yeah. before winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I did kind of forget, though, that Favre was still there while Rogers was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: This is the thing that, that, you know, Rogers had a rough transition as the Packers starter because he came in, Favre fucking hated him, apparently. Um, And then he spent three years behind Favre, whereas Rogers was, like, determined to break that chain. But Love has spent the same amount of time behind Rogers as Rogers spent behind Favre. So that was like, like, okay, okay. Math is math in here. But yeah, (coughs) I, I genuinely thought. My memory must be dog shit at the moment then, because I genuinely thought Brett Favre started in 92 and then won the 1994 Super Bowl. But yeah, oh well. There we go. Okay, well that's been another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz. Uh, Thank you so much, dear listener, for joining us. Um, Smith. what have we got to look forward to this week?
1: Um... Uh, this episode and a review episode oh spicy Um, Who saw that coming (laughs) uh i mean i'm i'm trying to get a bonus episode in somewhere but i don't know where it's going to happen okay i want to try and get some people on and speak about um some of the changes that happened like obviously with some head head coaches yeah already being sacked and some clearly on the chopping block and then i also want to talk about uh you know we didn't really get to talk about you know the the trade deadline and those moves and stuff so mm-hmm. i kind of want to talk about that and see like how uh people view you know who technically won in those trade deadlines of like the players they got and stuff like that so i'm going okay. to try and work on getting that episode together and hopefully release but there we go. There's nothing confirmed as of yet. So.
0: All righty then. All righty then. Well, those are some juicy teasers that might just end up just being teasers. Um, <laughs> I have been your host, as usual, the Unusual Greg, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, joining me, as always, has been... Smith, which is at DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Blitz on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, for all that goodness. Um, Alright, we'll join us later on as we review Week 12. Uh, from myself, it's a Go
1: Pack Go! I keep forgetting which fucking week it is. <laughs> I keep forgetting how far into the season we are. I
0: know, honestly. It depresses me every time I say, you know, we're into Week 12, or we've, we've had Week 12, and then we're moving on, and I'm just like, yeah. Well, I know there's only 18 digits, weeks. If the week yeah. is getting really yeah, yeah. FRICKET THAT!